Ooh, welcome back, everybody, to the Justin Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. With you, as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. Episode 134 coming at you folks today, recording on a very nice, very warm, actually, uh, Sunday afternoon. Going to be talking some Kraken with you folks today, a very Kraken specific centric episode uh, we're excited to be uh being able to dedicate an episode a little more focusing on on our local boys that's right a very special one today absolutely uh taylor i am recovering well from not only being sick but uh shout out to a bar that uh, doesn't necessarily sponsor us but what the hell they're nice people uh blue shell just just uh came out from there blue shell out in Coeur d'Alene, idaho uh hosted an emo party last night love that oh that was that was a call back to the childhood there were some people there man like i was very impressed with the level of commitment that that or they dress like that every day yeah i need to see some pictures of you and in, in your emo outfit uh my emo outfit was a black beanie this current okay. black this current black flannel I was wearing a My Chemical Romance t-shirt and I threw on some black Converse. Okay. So not not full bore, but I I definitely I definitely dressed up, you could say. Proud of you. Yeah. You didn't you didn't have the you didn't have the black like sleeve gloves oh, on and shit. I didn't have I didn't have the fingerless sleeved gloves. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't you didn't have up. those. No, I, I was I I couldn't I couldn't I needed to I don't have any cuts on my wrist, so yeah, yeah, nothing to hide. Nah, couldn't pull that off. But there were there were some people that looked like legit went full on chains and skirts and you know all that kind of like they they just knocked over a hot topic and I was very proud of them. Love that, dude. I miss yeah. hot topic. I I mean it's still there, but it's not what it used to be, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's- it's not it's not the haven of like depression and sadness that it used to be. I don't know. They used to have uh, big black T-shirts, though. They did from Robin from Robin Big. Yeah, that's right. And now you that's go in there and it's just a bunch of anime shit. Hey, don't knock the anime. I, I, I as somebody who is a casual watcher of anime, I can't I, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say that I'm I'm an expert of it. But no, I, I definitely I fuck around a little bit with with some anime. There you go. Yeah, uh... I'm sure a lot of people there last night were fucking around with some anime. Oh, oh, don't. don't, Yeah, absolutely. But even the DJ, the DJ had like they even wore a wig of like the black bowl cut with the hair going down to like right here. And they could they could easily do the, uh, you know, like uh, I got to get I got to get that out of my face like that kind of shit. Yeah, that's like the universal sound that all emo people make. Uh, Got to Like you got to look over. You had to look over, like, you know, like, because you're upset. You look over your mm-hmm. shoulder. Like that. Oh, yeah. That's good shit. I got it down. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good time. Um, shout outs real quick. Uh, as always, folks, uh, Hockey Podcast Network, the Dusty Bender Podcast, is part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Jump on over to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and check out all the amazing hockey content that we have over there. There's basically a show for every team. So whatever fan you are, uh, jump on over there, and you'll probably find some content. Uh, once again, shout out Terry Ryan. Um, God, that was just such a cool, cool thing that he did with the Growlers, and his show is pretty great. Guys, guys, just you know, for somebody who wrote a book titled 
tales of a first round, nothing basically like explaining why he didn't go far in the NHL. Um, the guy has definitely rebounded with an acting career and, uh, and he just seems like a likable dude. So, um, check out his con check for us. Yeah, absolutely. So check out his show and check out all the content that we've got on the hockey podcast network. Uh, Need to jump on over and shout out to the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, Washington. The Hub Tavern is the premier, the best, the only hockey bar in Spokane, Washington on Monroe. Part of the Anchor Alliance, officially affiliated with the Seattle Kraken. Go on in there, say hi to Dave and Mona, have a beer, tell them that the Dusty Podcast, uh, Dusty Vendor Podcast sent you, and uh, they'll they'll be nice to you, I I think. Maybe that, that, that or you'll get yelled at. Um, yeah, if you deserve it. Probably, probably. But D- Dave's Dave's a great judge of character, so you can check that out. Uh, also, shout out to Manta Ray Cafe. Manta Ray Cafe is the best karaoke bar in Spokane. Go on in there, sing your heart out, and have some pizza while you're there. Some of the best pizza in town, uh, affordably priced. They sell it by the slice. Uh, I think that was rhymed, and I did not mean to do that, but it happened, and I'm going to power through it. So, uh, gotta love Manta Ray Cafe. Shout out to Jeff over there and the whole team. Uh, God, it's been a while since I, I, ch- I changed jobs recently, so I haven't been uh, out to Spokane as much as I normally would. Uh, I need to need to make a special trip out and go say hi to the team. Yeah, buddy. Yep, yep. Uh, last but not least, Fire Chief John Miller, folks. Fire Chief John Miller, longtime listener, longtime supporter of the show. Uh, guy is just getting up, supporting supporting our dream. And uh, keeping people alive. Uh, that's what he does. He's I'm not saying he's a hero, but uh, yeah, he's kind of a hero. As close as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. He gets up in the morning and he rescues children from burning school and then pulls cats out of trees all by himself, too. Like he's he's yep. a one man crew, honestly, you know, all before his morning dump. That's right. That's exactly right. And then uh, unfortunately, he could not. uh not get his natural predators to beat the Edmonton Oilers. I actually watched that game. Did you watch this game? No, I am oh just trying to stay as far away from that fucking streak as possible. Dude, that was just, I was, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's a rare day when you'll see me catching a Preds game. Not, not because I hate the Preds or anything like that. It's just not something that I would normally click on. Um, but yeah, I was like, Oh, come on, Preds. You got to fucking, these guys suck. And all, and it was worth it. It was so worth it because I, the in like the encapsulation of my argument against the the Oilers was perfectly put in this game of oh, Nugent Hopkins gets his first goal in ten games, and I fucking <laughs> like oh yeah yeah he's really coming in with that depth scoring. Let's let's all pretend that this isn't Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidel's team, and uh, without them they would be fucking basement yeah uh, no i didn't we we uh aaron and i were golfing oh while that game okay. was going on so we were we were a little busy but nice yeah we were getting the updates from you anyways so i, I feel like we were there that's right well and you were you were the one who looked up the assists and even nuja <laughs> hopkins gets a, an assist from mcdavid and dreisaitl like okay what are we doing yeah here, just perfect yeah perfect no lots timing. of depth on that team he's he's an integral piece uh, Nutra Hopkins could not be replaced by anybody. He's he is a very important part of that team. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, poor guy. He's trying to feed his family. Yeah, 
yeah, he well, I, hey, uh, you're definitely going to get your own meal ticket when you're skating next to two of the best players in the world, right? I could do it. Yeah, I, I feel like I could stand in front of the net and have a puck or two bounce off of me if I'm skating with those guys. Oh, shit. Speaking of that, you see, I think it was in the A, there was a fucking guy that scored a goal off his face. You see really? that shit? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, so, yeah, someone so it got tipped up into his face and into the net. Oh, shit. No, I'm sure he lost a tooth or three. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Lots of Just fun super... stuff. Lots of fun stuff happens in the A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's just, the... Yeah, he's eating soup and milkshakes for the next couple weeks. Oh, poor guy. Well, way yeah. she goes. At least, at least he gets to think about his life decisions on a long bus ride back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, should we get into it a little bit? Let's get into it a little bit. So, right. uh, uh, let's. What do you think? We should talk about. Obviously, we're talking about the Kraken. Uh, let's go back about a week, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. We're okay. in a bit of a slump right now, so it's definitely worth you know bringing up. I know. They were on a very nice hot streak and have uh-huh. kind of hit the brakes a little bit. Uh, I believe they've only won one game in their last six, I think is what it is. So they're they're on the struggle bus a little bit. And I think, yeah, we're starting to see some of those early season issues show up. So, yep. yeah, it's, um, uh, it's been a little tricky. I think it was I can't remember. I think it was maybe Bjorkstrand or Dunn. It was it was an older interview probably happened in the midst of the win streak. And they were talking about how, you know. Uh, early on, they dealt with massive amount of injuries. They just couldn't never, you never had the same lineup in for more than two or three games right. um, until something was getting swapped out. And in that 10 game win streak, you know, I think they were finally pointing to the fact that like we were finally healthy for the first time in a while. And I think that that's, that's not completely it, you know, like uh, you could make a solid argument that the rise of, uh, Joey Decord has definitely come about because of the injury to Grubauer, but uh, it so, but there is something to that, right? Because it seems like during this last six game skid, we've we've been back on the injury wagon, right? Right. Yeah, I you know I think I think we saw a couple guys go down for a little bit, right? Like we saw Dunner was out for a while. Uh, we did have two games of of Yanni that didn't you know he was suspended, suspended right so there's there's definitely a little bit of yeah kind of not not ice in that full lineup which we didn't, definitely saw towards the beginning of the year maddie maddie missed some time um and i think yeah, even Bur- from burakovsky hit, yeah. went in now again didn't he he well so he kind of I, he went out i uh, believe during the the winning streak though during the win streak okay so i think you're right i think he was out a little bit i think he's only been back for I think two or three games maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And he looks much more comfortable, which has been really good to see. Mm-hmm. So he just, yeah, he's, he's a fucking figurine of glass. So he just needs to just let someone else do all the board battles and shit. Like he just needs right. to, you know, just, just stick around and, you know, get the rest of the season under his belt. Yep. I could see that. Well, and he's been, I, I like his play. So Let's go through um, this last week uh, after the 10 game win streak. What was it? Was it 10 or was it 11? Something like that. Yeah, I think they were they were right around 10. I think uh, right when uh, Florida and, and Edmonton were kind of also hot. Right. And so, yeah, I think it was and, nine or 10 and a decent point streak. Like if we're seeing it. Yeah. 
you know, I hate we we hate the loser point, but it's at the end of the day, it is going to be the reason why the crackhead are even in the playoff conversation at the moment. So um, I guess it's worth mentioning. Uh, so, yeah, uh, over the last week, we've got uh, a loss, win and a loss, uh, loss to the Leafs, win against the Hawks and a loss against the Blues. Uh, this Leafs game, I did watch a bit of this. Um, they didn't look ready for this game. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, the Leafs kind of came out and kind of showed like, hey, we're one of the top teams in the league. You are not. But also, the Kraken were missing key players. Um, when you're missing your top center, arguably, and your top defenseman, you're going to have some issues. Right. Yeah. That, you... that, so, well, oh, that game ahead. was also, Yanni was serving i think that was the second or no, first game of his suspension okay so yeah i mean you know then you're starting to hit the depth scoring you know they're just they they look a little i think i think with a lot of these games in this losing streak you know i know they've won one in there against the lowly chicago blackhawks but mm-hmm. i think a lot of it is has been slow starts which we're kind of used to with the kraken but even against chicago i felt like they they definitely started a little slow mm-hmm. right and so, I mean, I know they, they got the quick lead against St. Louis, which was good to see. I think, yeah, because I think they were up, uh, no, they were up one rip. I thought it was two rip, but I think it was one. But yeah, and so you, you just, you got to, you got to fight through that because that's, you know, that sets the tone, right? Sure. Uh, you don't, you don't want to be playing catch up for one, but you also, you know, you need to set that momentum and, and get the boys going, so. Yeah, I think the the Leafs game. Just I think you're right, 100. percent I just I don't think they were prepared for it, and but I think you know, yes, some of that is to do with the room, but I think this is something we've seen with Hackstall from day one, right? Is the team very rarely comes out ready to play in the first period, yeah. And I think I think you know at some point as a coach you got to kind of step into that role, so. Yeah, I, I mean, they they looked a lot better against St. Louis. It's tough to have the lead and then and then that's let them a, come back and win. And that's a dagger. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. That one really sucks. But you, we see though, like it's like this is overall. Let's, I mean, this is we we never beat around the bush. This isn't a fanboy podcast. We love the Kraken and we want them to do well, but we're gonna call it how it is. This is a average team. This is not yeah. somebody that's above and beyond, but they're not bad. They're not bad. They play the bad teams and they beat the bad teams. Like they're kicking the shit out of, they kick the shit out of Chicago as they should. And mm-hmm. they kick the, and they're currently kicking the shit out of Columbus as they should. Right. So yeah, three rip. Yeah. The three rip as we, as we record this right now, I think they're going into the second period. Um, so they're, they're beating the teams they're supposed to be, which, which sets them above the bottom dwellers. You know, they're not a ducks. They're not a Chicago they're not a San Jose. They're not a Columbus. They're not a Montreal. So that's that's good. And with them losing so many times, I think they were at 10 OT losses now. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts. Um, it, it still puts us in a position to striking distance for a wild card position. We're still right in it. Um, as I guess I could probably pull that up as we talk about it. Um, yeah. Right on the precipice. So like we're we're based on how I feel the playoffs should be. No, I, to me, we're technically 28 and we're 20 and 28. And that's not mm-hmm. the record team that I feel like deserves to make the playoffs. But with how the NHL works, you know, we're 
te- technically we're 20 and 28. The Predators who are three points ahead are 20. You know, they have a, they have an, an actual winning record, whereas we do not. Yeah. But that's yeah. just. But, but play know. to the rules, right? So, I mean, right. you know, you, you, you snake that extra point. We can't give you complaining about it. But, uh, yeah, 5-4-1 five, five, and one in their last 10. It's not terrible. You know, a little bit of, I mean, that's just kind of. You know, that includes the win streak, the end of the win streak, and then this this kind of struggle bus that they've been on. But, um, yeah, I think, I think you know, you're going to see this, right? You cannot let it stretch out into an L.A. King situation, boy, right? Boy. I mean, you know, from a Kraken standpoint, yeah, you want to see the Kings continue to suck because yes. Edmonton is all the way back, and there's, you know, St. Louis has looked good since they got rid of Barube, which is pretty crazy to me, right? So there's, that is there's very just, interesting. yeah. So there, there's just there's some teams that they're chasing that even do though the Kings think, are dropping out. Do you think that that's not not that I'm comparing like Babcock being like a dickhead, but like in the sense of you know Barube comes in, he gets his cup, and now you know like we think that he's the genius when in reality, you know, you talk to the former Red Wings players who won the cups under Babcock, and they're like, we won despite him not mm. because of him like <laughs> he <Herb> brooks <laughs> like despite him being our coach we still won kind of thing uh, yeah i don't know i don't I, know it's it's an interesting situation because i uh i believe they actually he's in he's in like some sort of a role with st louis still i believe um so yeah i, I don't know you know obviously we don't have all the background for it but Sometimes you just need a change of scenery, right? Like yep. if, if the, if, you know, the leader of the crew is, you know, just losing the room and not speaking to the guys anymore, you got to switch it up. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, but I, I think in general, they've looked a lot better, right. And, and good on the Kraken for putting up a, you know, yes, that you don't want to lose that one in OT and let Bushnevich do a fucking canoe celebration on the game winning goal. No. But yeah, that one, that one hurts a little bit, but um, you know, that that's a, that's a, fairly hot team in their same division so i think that's yep. it's still a good you know get a point out of it would have loved to have an extra point but yeah i mean overall overall i think you know i think the chicago game was definitely a okay we need to win this but this is you know let's let's make this a jumping off point right? they're right there with st louis they're right there with nashville they're right there with you know i would even i would even say vegas with vegas kind of slumping at the moment um like i i would say that they're in it they're not they're not below the line right like at mm-hmm. this point i would probably start drawing the playoff line you know calgary and below maybe minnesota in below yeah you know, Minis- I- minnesota's out the ducks are out and everybody below them is out. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, watching the ducks versus Minnesota the other day, I think that was two days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. Uh-huh. It's just Minnesota's. They're cooked. Shell. It's yeah, they're fine. They, they, they don't look good. They're finally, I, you know, they've just tried to milk it for so long to take another kick at the can um, to avoid a rebuild. And I think that's, it's finally just catching up with them. Like they, they, it, the best thing for them to, do with the deadline is to be sellers um yeah but so the kraken you know looking at it uh st louis losing to them sucks because that is definitely positional stuff uh mm-hmm. standings positional stuff that you really wanted um uh four points behind st louis for that bottom wild card spot uh so the timing you know like you just said uh good that the kings are falling down you know like if they continue to slump 
Uh, it's very possible that they kind of fall out of the prep, the picture, but yeah. Um, like, especially with looking at the West, like Colorado's not falling out. Dallas isn't falling out. Winnipeg's not falling out. Uh, Vancouver is not falling out. Vancouver's fucking really good. Um, and two in their last 10, like they're, they're, they're the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. They are the real deal. And, and, here's me hope here's me rooting for them because like it if i have to pick a canadian team it's going to be vancouver or winnipeg and uh i definitely am okay with one of those teams um yeah vegas is slumping a bit like i mean it's it sounds a slump to them you know six three and one is not nothing is nothing to balk at but um they it seems like oh no i've talked to a few of my golden knights fans and it seems like the golden knights are uh having some goaltender issues yeah, I think as soon as as soon as Shea and Eichel went down, I think it took them a little bit to kind of figure out what who was going to step up. But yeah. they've looked a lot better their last couple games, so I think I think they kind of have that, you know, have that oomph back. So yeah, I, I mean, looking at this, it's I think it's going to be super hard for the crack, and I think realistically, like unless St. Louis goes back to playing like they were at the beginning of the season. I I just I don't see a ton of movement unless LA dumps, right? So yeah, I think it's it's gonna be really important for the Kraken to kind of get away from I think they're four, five, and one in their last ten. Right? You gotta start making your way away from that five hundred line and if you're gonna have any sort of a shot. Yeah, so, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, and looking at so they've got one more game before the all-star break. Uh they're gonna play San Jose. So hopefully that's a win. And then after the after the All Star break that comes back, you've got um, probably some kind of some tough matchups here. Uh, Philly is Jekyll and Hyde. You know uh, what what Philly you're going to get. You know, um, right. they've had stretches of good play, but also at the moment they're not playing so hot. Um, it I was watching. I can't remember who they were playing, but God, maybe it was the Red Wings. They were playing the Red Wings. I was watching that game, and Torts comes out in a fucking press conference. He's just like. Yeah, you can't be mean to players anymore. Like they'll 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 break. Like they'll start crying, basically. And it's like Jesus Christ, Torts. Like are you making players yeah. cry? Yeah, he likes it. He drinks oh, their tears. Just lives on it. That's gonna it's gonna keep him alive forever. But no, he he like said everything without saying that today's generation of hockey players are pussies and they're not. They you know just they, you can't be mean to them. You can't coach them. You just got to leave them alone. He basically said, like, I can't, I can't say anything to them, you know, or they'll get angry. Yeah. And it's, it's because he used, he was, I think his point was like, you know, his older generation of players, like they listened, like you would tell them to do something and then they would literally follow what he was told. Whereas nowadays you, you can't tell players what to do. You gotta, you gotta kind of guide them, I guess. Sure. Sure. Which is, you know, are, are we surprised that Torts is saying something like that? But uh, right, yeah. <laughs> in, in any case, um, yeah. So you got you you're going on a road trip, uh, Flyers. So you know they're Jacqueline and Hyde. The Devils are struggling right now. The Islanders are struggling right now. So those could be some good stuff. Boston. Uh, well, okay. While Boston is very good, the Kraken in the past have had their number. So not necessarily worried about that. Uh, and then they come back. The Kraken come back for a little homestand. Um, playing the Red Wings, who have been pretty hot lately, honestly. Um, taking on Vancouver, who's really fucking hot, and historically the Kraken just have never really had an answer for. 
Uh, Minnesota is should be should be a gimme game. Boston and then Pittsburgh, who is also kind of struggling. So uh, overall, February doesn't look too bad in terms of climbing back into playoff contention. Yeah, I think you're circling the Boston and the two Boston games in Vancouver, right? You gotta you gotta try to pick some points from those top teams, right? Yep. Because you're you're gonna drop one to, you know, potentially the Red Wings, potentially Devils, right? So you you want to kind of make sure you even that out a little bit. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they have they have some games that they should probably win, but Devils are three six and one. Yeah, wow. they're they're stri- they're missing Jack Hughes a lot. Yeah. Right. And they, they have they have some injuries on the back end, too. And then uh, uh, like zero goalies just throw a fucking cone in the net. So God, that's well, and yeah. that's that's what's coming up. So I kind of actually let's touch on that. So uh, Hackstall or it was now Francis. Francis did take a question on what he's expecting for the deadline. Um, I believe the quote was, you know, possible buyers. If it makes sense, but that's, you know, to me, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think that this team is, I don't know. I, it's, I think we've talked about it before. They're like that Jack Eichel trade away from, you know, taking that next step. I feel like. Yeah. Um, they is there, is that. there anyone that you want to see them pick up mm. that you've heard? Like that's potentially on the market that, you know, could actually make this team better. If, if the rumors are true, uh, Jake Gunsel. Yeah. I I'm seeing I'm I'm more wishing that into existence, but the rumor is is that Gunsel is is on the trading block. They've been shopping him a bit. Um, he's 100% worth. If if they wanted, if they wanted, uh, oh boy, if they wanted a first round pick, and you know one of our one of our Coachella guys, I would you know Hayden, Stoner, uh, God, I'd be. I'd be kind of something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good one. I think if, you know, get get some goal scoring up front, right. You know, you, you, you can most years and, and through, you know, the first couple of rounds in the playoffs, we can get away with having a little bit of depth, mm-hmm. but you gotta, you gotta have some firepower on the top end. So, you know, and I mean, three rip to start the game tonight. That's, that's a pretty good start, but I think, I think you can always who's got shore that up. Uh, Eberle with two and McCann with one. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, I think another name that's on the market, that's, that's kind of been talked about. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, is Chikrin. I think we've talked about Chikrin before, but I think, Mm. I think if you're looking at the back end, that's probably one of the better guys that, that I would want to bring in. Oh, Oilers are huge sellers. I I mean, if, if they're not sellers at this deadline, uh, I, I don't mean know. Ottawa. I think you mean Ottawa. Ottawa. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Ottawa's not sellers at this deadline, I don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah. it, it, it's very clear that they are one of the like bottom five teams in the league at the moment. Like, there, yeah. there's no going up. Like, I, I'm not saying a complete teardown, but God damn, man, you got to the pieces aren't there. The goaltending's not there. That's, that's a team where that I feel like the Kraken could definitely make an opportunistic push there. God, can you imagine like Pinto? Pinto, Pinto would be a good one. I I think Pinto would be, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't cost a ton. Nope. Right. I mean, we haven't seen him all year. 
So, I mean, I think, I think you, you could probably get him for a second round pick or something. Right. So, yep. yeah, I, I think that's, that's probably another good target. Yeah. If Ottawa is, if, if anyone on Ottawa is feeling safe, but outside of Kachuk and Stutzla and probably Sanderson, right. It's just, you know, it, you're, you're lying to yourself because they need to yeah. be moving a lot of those guys. So, yeah, I, would... I mean, look, looking, Oh, go for it. Oh, well, so I was going to ask you. So let's, to before we dig into that, first off, Kraken, do you believe buyers, sellers, stand pat? What, what In they my should opinion. Do, what they should do versus what you think they'll do. Yeah. I think after Francis's comments, I think there's a very good chance that they're going to be buyers. I personally think that they should be selling because of what they have in Coachella, right? Shane Wright, Shane Wright's playing good hockey down there. You know, uh, Ty Cartier needs, needs some time. He's, you know, you can't just bury him on that third pairing. I think there's in, in the Kraken system, he's gotta be a guy that starts getting some games here pretty quick. So I think, you know, if you can, if you can move a guy, man, I would love for them to move Jamie Alexiak, right. And, and teams with a big shutdown defender, they, he's got a market. Right. So I think I think there's definitely some some looks even on the front end. I think I think you kind of look at some of these guys and just figure out, you know, in realistically with the Kraken, what what does this team look like in two to three years? Because you got to start at some point figuring out how you win the cup instead of just playing another season. Yeah. Right. You have to start trying to figure out. It, you know, it, it's a it's that good problem to have of we have a lot of people in the pipeline at the moment. Like, I, mm-hmm. I hate to say it as, you know, people who have championed it. And if he does crack the roster, I'm going to be happy about it. But I think Shane Wright is is a huge piece right here. If the if the return is right, yeah. um, Wright is 17 goals and 13 assists in 38 games. So almost a point per game basis in his first AHL season. I mean, that's, that's first pretty AHL solid. season. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, you know, but the problem is, is that you you look at this Kraken roster again, uh, we're, we're fixated on the point of like Alex Wenberg is a second line center when in my, I, I, I'm going to, you know, I, I should get a fucking plaque on the back wall that says Wenberg is a third line center. Right. Uh, but it's just not. So like, we're looking at, you know, where you, you look at this daily faceoff lineup right now, wh- where does Shane Wright go? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's where Francis needs to make the big boy decision, right? You know, well, I mean, you got to start getting him and and Evan some games. So I think the only way that you do that, I mean, Maddie Beniers doesn't need to be on that fourth line either. No. So I think in reality, right? I think I think there's potentially two guys that need that that he can move on the front, mm-hmm. and I think he needs to move at least one on the back, right? I think you kind of you got to start giving those young guys some time, and I mean, you can't be even in the Pacific, right? He can't be sitting there comfortable, even though they had that nice win streak, right? At some point, you just got to go, look. All that did was nullify that 10 game losing streak they had. Sure. Right. So, you know, we're we're evened out. We're essentially 500 hockey. Right. So, you know, we got to we got to try to, you know, think long term here. And I think, you know, there's there's some good forwards in that pipeline, too. Um, Jaeger is a great player. He's, he's crushing, I think the OHL, uh-huh. maybe it's the dub, but you know, they, they really do have some guys that what's, are maybe, what's Ty, a, Nelson, what's Ty Nelson up to? Um, I think, I think, 
we were talking about it. I think Aaron brought up that he he was. Um, I think it was Ty Dylan's Nelson. Fun. I think maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 have some some decent forwards. So at some point, right, you know, bring in these guys that are a little higher caliber, like you're saying with Gensel, right? Bring in yeah. those guys that can score those goals, that can you know put the put the puck in the back of the net, and start to get away from. You know, yeah, Tanev and Cartier and Beniers on the fourth line is great, but you know, uh, I mean, you, you got you got to have some scoring coming through there. Let me let me throw another name at you here uh, to make you start thinking. It, it, this will never happen. He will probably stay there forever uh, as as the the ship sinks. Uh, but Jared Spurgeon, it's not bad. I mean, you know, I I think. I, and that's why I like Chikrin, right? Spurgeon, Spurgeon, I think is only like 30. So, I mean, it's not like he's in his twilight years. He is, he is oh. injured right now. Oh yeah. Well, he's hurt. Yeah. Okay. But, well, but, but, but the season's done. Like the season's over. Like yeah. Minnesota's not, there is no, there's no real no. I mean, unless they, God, can you imagine if they try to be buyers at the deadline? That would be so dumb. I, yeah, I, I think 34 is Spurgeon. Thank you, Aaron. Um, there's no way that they're buyers. There's no way. You, I, I just, I mean, I, I, if I'm if I'm Minnesota, I'm even looking above me at, at Calgary and Seattle and saying those two teams are better than this team, right? Yeah. So, yep. so what are your odds, right? You'd have to have LA drop all the way back down. You'd have to go on an absolute heater. And I just, you know, as much as I love Brock Faber and I love the Rossies and and the Boldies, I just, I I think you gotta. They're in even more of a boat of think for three years from now than mm -hmm. the Kraken are, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they need to be sellers, and if they're not good, right? I just right. you know let let them let them fuck it up, right? I mean you know right. that's that's gonna be a team with some of their young guys that the Kraken are probably right. gonna battle. Trade for Eric Halla at the deadline and and uh, continue to be mediocre. Yeah, bring in Phil Kessel. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, and goal. and I, you know, so as much as I love Mark Andre Fleury, yeah, that goalie tandem that they have now is their tandem of the future, right? Yeah. I mean, it's Gustafsson and Wallstead is well, a very good goalie. Fleury's so. only got Fleury, yeah. Oh, I know what you meant. Yeah, no, Fleury's yeah. only got probably like what one more year. Get yeah, back. yeah, I, I'll be surprised to see him. He's he just seems like a gamer though. Like he doesn't want to go out on a season he'll like be, this for Minnesota. He'll be a career backup. Like he he can he could probably backstop a, you know, if somebody needs a backup goalie for a cup run, you could probably grab Flurry. But man, at this point, I, I, uh, that's. I tough. mean, I'd rather have Flurry than fucking Schmied and Vanacek. But that's boy, that's the well, truth. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get yeah. That. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what. Francis buyers, does at the deadline. I agree. Um, I agree with you that, that the buyer's uh, tag is probably appropriate for the Kraken. Um, I would like to see them make that big, you know, Jack Eichel move. They're probably not. That's not Francis's MO. Mm. Um, we're probably looking at another type of like Thomas Tatar move. But man, I just don't. I just don't think that's what we need. We don't need more Thomas Tatars. Right. Like the depth on this team is already a problem. Like Kyler Yamamoto, who's having for all intents and purposes, a very solid season. 
is is a hell is a healthy scratch right now because there's just no place on this team for him right now. Right. Right. You know, like Ty Cartier, I, I would argue fuck, that's tough. You know, it's it's just a situation where what are you gonna do? You're gonna you gonna bench Brandon Tenev? You can't do that. Um yeah. so pretty much the only guy that's when everybody is healthy, the only guy that's out is it's either Ty Cartier or Kyle Yamamoto. So yeah. adding so adding more players on the front end just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's you need to you need to add a defenseman. And I and I yeah. do and I do think that you are right on the money with Chickren. But you know, lots of people are gonna be kicking tires on Chickren. I've I've heard that Arizona might be interested in getting him back. That'd be fucking awesome. Wouldn't that be? That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I I it'll be really interesting. I mean basically Francis from his comments left the door open to say Let's see what happens in the games right. up till that point, right? Mm-hmm. If they're 500, they're sellers. If they're less than 500, they're sellers. If they go on another heater, they could be buyers, right? So I sure. just, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I, you know, I personally, I like, I'm just in the boat of, especially with Francis with his draft, you know, draft acumen and all that. I just, I don't see how you don't say, hey, this isn't the year. This isn't, it's not going to be it. Let's just, you know, let's get the young guys some playing time and, and see yep. what people want to give us for Eberle, who has two goals tonight, right? So I, I just, I think that's where I'd love to see them go. I just, I don't, I don't buy it. I don't think they will. I think, I think he's probably right. He's probably looking to buy, which if he gets a chicken, yeah, right? Because that fits it more of a timeline of some of the younger guys and he can help out this year, right? So and yep. it said the same thing last year when he was on the on the block or two years ago. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah, be interesting. No, but it's it's like we we're saying, you know, the I, I was using Yamo as an example, but also the the depth of you know the fact that Matty Beniers is our fourth line center at the moment. That you know the answer, like you look at that without any context, and you go like, that's fucked up. Like how is Matty Beniers fourth line center right now? And then you dig into it a little more. It's like okay, well, what's What's the alternative? You put Jared McCann on on the fourth. The answer is you put Alex Wenberg on the fourth fucking line. But apparently <laughs> that's that's not going to happen. Apparently he is locked into second line center forever until he dies. So I'm, I'm just not even going to talk about it. I'm going to stop beating that drum. I, it, I, I'm starting to sound like a crazy person at this point. Like everybody, like I walk around, I can walk around climate pledge arena. I'd be like, why, why is he on the second line? Everybody's just like, he's really good defensively. And I'm like, that's not an acceptable answer. Uh, you might, as I, well, you, you might as well have said like, it's oh, well, the sky is blue. Like that doesn't answer. That's not an answer. That's, I, you know what I think it is. He's I think really Francis handsome. Taylor, he's really handsome. Hey, you know what? It does help. <laughs> it does help the Kraken's handsome meter. So I mean, it does makes sense. But that's not. It's oh, it's so infuriating. I just like no, not enough people are talking about it. Like it's the yeah. biggest it, to me. It's like the biggest thing that holds our team back in terms of like offensive output, and it's just no one, no one cares because he doesn't always fuck up. Like he's he's not a fuck up guy. He's not playing bad hockey. He's just he does nothing, and everybody's like, "That's great. Like that's why we want him there." He's he's not he's a non effect. And I'm like, "That's not good." Yeah, I you you know what? It's just crazy to me, right? If you look at and I think with Shane Wright having the season that he's having in Coachella, yeah, 
couldn't you move Wenberg for a second or third rounder, right? You get your yeah. draft capital you want and move Yanni up to that second line and put Shane right in that third line, right? Yeah. McCann, obviously, to the wing. So, I mean, I just, to me, that's I'd love to see them reshuffle those lines a little bit by getting, you know, if you want draft capital, right? And that's, that's we know Francis's M.O., uh-huh. Why not? You know, why not when when you got some of these guys in Coachella that I, personally, I think I think both him and Evans are ready to go. Sure. Right. They might they might not be world beaters the rest of the season, but you're going to get some of those draft picks for some of these guys that. You know, I mean, what what do they covet? Right. A second line who realistically is a third line, third, fourth line center. That's great for a contending team. Right. Move yep. Wenberg. Right. Yep. A big shutdown defenseman in Alexiak that, yes, his gap control is absolutely atrocious. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's there's defensive needy teams, right? Does Toronto need some defense? Yes. Not, not based on their, you know, who's signed to contracts in that team. But they could use potentially a guy like Alexiak that just is a big body, right? So can't wait till they get bounced in the first round. That's going to be so great for me. It's going to be beautiful. Ugh. Uh, but no, you're you're 100 percent right. But but that is the underlying problem, though, right? Like if we're sitting here going like, OK, yes, Francis loves his draft picks. He loves his draft capital. He loves all that, you know, weaponizing the cap and blah, 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 blah. That's great. He's been doing that. And now it's creating a good problem. Whereas like we've got so many guys that are waiting in the wings that there's no space on this team for them. Like mm-hmm. like I, I you made a great point. Like, yeah, you could ship out Jordan Eberle to you know a cup team that's trying to make a run Everly can round out a second or third line somewhere and you could get probably a first round pick back from you know boston or something like that that's yeah. great but you know okay then we spend that first round pick and now we've got another guy at fucking a in coachella that you know who's who's next guy up there's you opened yeah. up one spot and we've still got four guys that basically arguably deserve time on this team yeah, I think I think this is just a pivotal moment for any GM, right? You and and this is what any dedicated hockey fan knows, right? You you gonna you're gonna have those drafts, you're gonna have those guys that are you know potentially ready to go. You gotta at some point start making room for them, right? Yep. You gotta register that this team isn't you know there's a good chance they don't even get out of the first round if they do make it because you know who know you know Joey Joey can get hot, but you know who who knows who you're gonna run into so why not set yourself up for the future right? let's talk just, about that. that's what i would go let's talk about that the the goalie talk has been uh surprisingly absent from this episode um because up until this point it seems like grubauer stands at least from my uh you know trolling around twitter uh, it seems like the grubauer stands have pretty much quieted down i think everybody is is firmly team joey at this point yeah. Um, during even during this losing streak, so I, I pulled it up earlier on. I, I probably pull it up again. Uh, but Joey, uh, even in this losing streak, his last I, I, I'm gonna say five games, okay, uh, last five or six. So he's got one. He's got one win in his last five. Uh, one of those games, the St. Louis game, is the one that we kind of hang our hat on him. Like he's got to be there uh, to keep the team in it. But other mm-hmm. than that, you know, Edmonton. 0.889 that's not great but it's not you know against a team that's on a 15 game winning streak um toronto you know lost that game but a 0.920 save percentage is nothing to balk at um when they kick the tires off of chicago that's a 0.941 save percentage and tonight and you know, he's not getting really tested he's got eight shots against but he's 
get posting a shutout at the moment. Um, and if you go back further, obviously Joey was the main reason for the push on, you know, he was goalie of the week and, you know, save percentages shifting anywhere from 0.920 to 940. Um, and it seems like everybody, you know, with Grubauer finally coming off of IR, uh, everybody was pretty confident that Grubauer was going to get his time in the net tonight. And it just didn't happen. Uh, Hackstall yeah. seems like he's he's allowed Joey the the opportunity to to claim the net as his own, which you got to praise Hackstall on that. Yes, right. I think I think I mean all three of us really right. We yes. were kind of like here's you know Grubauer, Grubauer is going to get his fucking shot right yeah. away. Watch you and know, then he'll and it, you know he'll beat the Columbus Blue Jackets and then right. we'll be like oh here we fucking go again. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, you know Joey has done all his part to solidify that net. And luckily, Hackstall has given him the leash, which I think is great. So, yeah, I it's I, I think you're right. I think I think because people are seeing Joey play so well, right? It's it's one thing if Martin Jones has the net last year and then Grubauer comes back, right? right. You know, whereas Joey Joey is Joey shut out the Vegas Golden Knights in the Winter Classic. He's yep. putting on another good performance tonight. He's he he's a damn he good goalie. He was responsible for the ten game win streak, and even during this this current losing streak, he's not. We're, we're not losing these games because of Joey. Yeah, one hundred percent. You could you could make an argument the St. Louis game was not because of him, but you know that's that's you know four goals on fourteen shots is is glaring. Like that's that's not good. You need to have those. Um, and obviously that's without context. That's without, you know, breaking down each play. Um, I remember watching that game a little bit. That was, um, in fact, I jinxed us. That was my fault. Uh, oh, God damn it. You just play that Lewis game is bad and then they fucking win. Well, we were God out shooting it. them like 20 to eight or something like that. And we oh, were yeah. up, we were up three, nothing. And I'm like, okay, you know, we should be fine. Uh, or three, one, something like that. Uh, yeah. And then they, we turned it around real fast. Um, yeah. But no, we're not losing these games because of Joey. And it's he's Joey is a reason why we are staying in all of these games every night. It seems like sometimes when the Kraken inevitably, you know, have their lapses in judgment, their defensive uh, letdowns, all that kind of stuff. It's nice to have it's nice to have a goalie that you can count on. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely agree. Do you think that Grubauer remains in that backup role? Yeah, with his contract. Right. He's he's got that he's got that, you know, I guess middling goaltender contract for around the league. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think, you know, Drieger Drieger only played one game. So, I mean, you know, and he cleared waivers back down to Coachella. So I just it, they I just don't think they're they're going to risk taking him back up. Just doesn't to, seem like they have much confidence in him. Yeah, I th- yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is because they they originally brought him in like it was his net until Grubauer got there. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it'll it's it's Joey's net until Grubauer strings together. He's got he's really got to string together about five to six really good games, but it's just it's going to be tough for him to do that when for one Joey's playing so well, and two, I mean, yeah, I mean everybody thought that Grubauer was going to get the start tonight, and Hackstall was like, "Nah, we need we need a fucking win. We don't right. need potentially a you know point seven seven eight and a fucking and that, five goals against." And it's good that he's finally recognizing that, right? Like anybody could have tried to galaxy brain this and be like, okay, it's, it's bad Columbus. They're coming in. We're already going to be the favorites. Let's start Grubauer to get his feet wet back into it, to maybe get him into the rotation. 
he could have you could have easily used that logic and and many were like that's what we were expecting we were we many of us were expecting grubauer to play this game didn't happen um hackstall finally seeing like okay yeah i'm not i'm not i don't care about grubauer's feelings like we need to win this hockey game and you know it doesn't matter if grubauer comes back and plays better Joe, there's no reason to mess with what's happening. We're not. Yes, I know. I understand we're on a losing streak, but we're not losing it because of fuck Joey. Yeah, I think I think we probably see Grubauer on Tuesday because you you obviously don't want to just drive Joey into the fucking dirt either. But, but we are going into the all star break. That's yeah, last, we'll last what, game we'll before an 11 day break. So we'll see what um, happens. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch that. But I don't know. I, I, I at the end of the day. <sighs> looking at the standings, you know, four points out of it. They're, they're right in it for, for all the wrong reasons, basically. Sure. You know, uh, I, again, 20, 20 and 28 is their technical record, but 10 of them being an overtime that, that keeps them in, in this, you know, if you looked at, if you combined that they're it's, they're very much a losing team, but uh, yeah. here we are. So I don't know. We'll see if they well, can pull it out. Chance. Let's, let's round this sucker out with your bum of the week. Who on the Kraken was an absolute bum this week? Mm. I'm going to take Ellie Tolvanen. Yeah, it's a low-hanging fruit, but yeah, he's he's been pretty quiet. Yeah, I well, cuz I don't want to I don't want to say Alex Wenberg, but it's, you know, to me Alex <laughs> yeah, Wenberg that's too easy. <laughs> yeah, that's too easy. Like it's not that's 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 your Elysiac, you know, like uh-huh. um it's, <laughs> I yeah, wanna, that's I, an easy one for me. Yeah, it's like it's it's too easy for me to just say like, oh yeah, Alex Wenberg uh, is doing absolutely fucking nothing. Um, why is he on the second line? Why is he doing this? So, I mean, yeah, I could say Alex. Oh, we lost him. Well, see a chance. Alex Wenberg fucking hacked the system, kicked him out. Booksack threw him off. Yeah, there you go. Hey, there's there's the producer right there, Aaron. Aaron popping in real quick. Oh my god, I just died. Yeah, we lost you. Okay, I'm yep. back. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? Something about Wenberg. I, uh, yeah. So Wenberg, it's that's that's an easy low fruit kind of thing. Um, definitely serving in a role that I don't think that he should be in. But yeah, Tolvanen, Tolvanen's that guy. That I, I think it's maybe because he set himself up so high. You know, like last year when he came in, we had high hopes for him. He was playing above to what we expected him to do and now he's kind of gone quiet back to back to the player that nashville was cutting loose so that's that's my loop for him. yeah i think i think that's t- that's completely fair i think you know you're gonna see guys get hot and cold but you you definitely i mean he did score in st louis he's he's he peppers in a few goals and stuff like that. he's still got 30 points in like 40 40 i think he's played all season 48 games so or 30 points in, in 48 games but yeah so i think i think you're right i think you want to see him get hot because he played some really good hockey especially you know playoffs and down the stretch last year right so you're that's what you're expecting and he's just i think he's he's definitely uh feeling himself feeling it a little bit so yep no um, i agree what do you got uh you know it, before the last couple games it was going to be Jaden schwartz so la- last week you know, he definitely he definitely kind of started to come back around. So Chicago and St. Louis picking up a goal and an assist. Um, but before that, he he went quiet there for a little while. So I think, you know, it's it's good to see because, you know, they're, they're keeping him around. I think he's definitely someone, in my opinion, that should probably be on the block. 
just because I do think that they should be sellers. But, you know, he, he is coming coming back around, but he was definitely he was he went real quiet there for a little bit. So um, hopefully good things to come for Schwartzy. But uh, yeah, he, he uh, I guess it's not bum of the week, bum of the week before. But <laughs> sure, sure. I'll take that. Um, I, I do want to kind of, this kind of ties into it, like it, to give the shout out. It's just, it's very, it's amazing the drop in talent and how bad this team does without Vince Dunn. Like when Vince Dunn yeah. is not on the ice for this team, they struggle hard. Yep. Um, it, it is, it's, it's incredible. So like to me, like maybe I know that that sounds like a negative, but I'm going to use it as a positive in the sense of like, it's good to have Vince Dunn back and, like it, it shows very much just with his absence, how important he is to this team, because if he's not there, this defense struggles. There is no one to quarterback a power play. Um, the, the guy is the guy is a top, at least top 15 defenseman in my eyes in the league. Yeah, it's it's nice. How, I mean, he, he also has a little bite to his game. Even you know five ten, <laughs> right? All you know, hundred and fifty pounds dripping wet, but right, yeah, and and you just you, yeah, you like that, right? You that's a guy you go to war for, you know. So yeah. yeah, I I completely agree. I think I think there's a reason you're seeing them play better hockey. I think I think he, oh, you might you would know. I I think he came back St. Louis maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but e- either yeah. either way, I think yeah, you it's just it's a better hockey club when he's out there. So. Yes, hundred percent. Well, and that that blue line, he's he's the anchor of that of that blue line, and it's it very good. It it's very apparent when he's gone that yep. he is that he backstops that black that that blue line. Hundred percent. Um, last thing, I probably just put somebody on watch. Uh, you know, now that he's back from injury, we need to see more from Shane, uh from Maddie Beniers. Yeah, um, he's been very quiet. I know, I know that this is definitely his sophomore slump. We're right in the, we're in the midst of it. Um, but you know, like he needs to, whatever, whatever role that Hextall is going to have him in on, you know, sk- skating on a line with Ty Cartier and Brandon Tanev is not necessarily like, that's not a bad thing. Like it's, it's a good, li- like he's surrounded by some players that he can actually make some stuff work with. And I understand that that's going to be limiting his minutes significantly. So let's, let's hope that maybe he can work his way back into the rotation and become a solid center again. That is it's, yeah, going to contribute points. It's going to be, it's going to be tough to do because that fourth line, even, even like Hackstall likes to roll them. Yeah, it's only going to be 12, 12 to 13 minutes a night at the, you know, on a, yep. on a good day. So it's, it's going to yep. be tough for him, but he is very two way, right? He's very defensive on top of being one of their, one of their better offensive forwards. Right. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, he can kind of earn his stripes back with the defensive side of the game, too. So, yeah, just something to keep an eye on. I, you know, I wonder if the fourth line has something to do with he's not completely healthy, right? Like he's he's kind of they're like, OK, we need we need a little extra bump here sure. and put him in the lineup. But yeah, something, well, something to keep an eye on. And what happens what happens when uh, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar comes back? Yeah, yeah. that's your yeah, that's he's... your fifth. That's your fifth center. Yeah, he's probably press guy, but most likely, but (laughs) we'll see. That's because at this point, what do you get? I mean, where do you put him even if you wanted him on the team? Exactly. Yeah. All right. I think that's I think that's about it. Anything else on the Kraken, Taylor? No, let's keep this. Let's keep the freaking good vibes going. It's three rips still. So, 
Yeah, good shit. I think uh, we've got we're closing out closing out before the All Star break with games against Columbus. We're gonna probably win this game tonight, and then uh, not you San know knock on, knock on wood. We're gonna we'll close out the All Star break with a win against San Jose. So kind of go into it uh, on a bright note, and then uh, going into February. Love it. Cool. All right, folks. Uh, we are kind of you know like we said before in our last episode, we're experimenting with two episodes a week. So. Um, one of them kind of being more of a general all encompassing look at the league and news and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, then kind of giving you your updates on the Seattle Kraken. That was this episode right now. So let us know what you think. Hope you guys liked it. And uh, we'll see you guys on Wednesday or Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.